We haven't started yet, Joe. Oh, I thought we did. Let's, um, okay. Or did we? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, to the pregnant pause. The cold open. The intro. Welcome to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast. The only podcast on the internet or in books that biographies, signifies, fries, and signifies... 1967's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Now in its second season. Today's episode, we're going to be focusing on Terry Southern and Dion DeMucci. Terry was first there. Terry Southern, yeah. He uh, He was an American writer. He wrote novels, essays, and screenplays. He was also a university lecturer. Born May 1st, 1924 in Alvarado, Texas. Yeehaw. In 1943, about two years after graduating high school, he enlisted in the U.S. Army as a demolitions technician. In 1948, he used the GI Bill to go to France and become cooler. This is where he met Jean Cocteau and Jean-Paul Sartier. How do you say that dude's last name? I know you're right. Both of the genres, very cool. Very cool. By uh, the 1950s, he was living in Greenwich Village, the coolest place you could live when you're a cool person. He was hobbing knobs with Jack Korak. Jack Jack Korowak. Korowak. I think it said right the first time. Jack Korowak. He wrote short stories for magazines and TV scripts and whatnot, but it was his first solo novel, The Magic Christian, that was going to be his bread and butter. Because Peter Sellers uh, was filming Lolita, and he gave a copy of that book to Stanley Kubrick. And then before you know it, Terry Southern got to co-write Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Fun fact, I like to play a game where I just say the acronym to people, you know? Like, I'd be like have you ever seen uh, D-S-L-O-H-I-L-T... S-W-A-L-T-B. And I try to do it as fast as I can so it sounds like I actually know what I'm trying to say. Love the bomb at the end. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, L-T-B. That's the easiest part. Uh, But yeah, he got to co-write that. He got about $2,000 for Dr. Strangelove. You know how much money he made after Dr. Strangelove came out? Per movie. Like for for the work he did on Dr. Strangelove... The next time he made a movie, how much did he make in Doctor Strange? He oh. made about two thousand for Doctor Strange. Oh, Love. So they upped it to ten. Hundred thousand. He could command a hundred thousand after Doctor Strange. Love. Pay me. And then, uh, yeah, and apparently that's probably that's how. I didn't know Barbarella had that big of a budget because he wrote that. No way. He wrote that. Stop it. So I don't know if. <laughs> Would you pay somebody $100,000 to write Barbarella? No, I'm not going to knock on Barbarella, though, honestly. It's it's a beautiful campy film. And Easy Rider, he wrote that. Oh, Easy Rider. With Funny. Dennis Hopper. How much writing do you think that would even require? Funny you mentioned Dennis Hopper. Um, someone else, uh, not Dennis Hopper, but Easy Rider. Um, someone on our next episode was a had a guest role in the movie. Should we should we give no, a little hint? Away. No hints? It'll be next week. All right. He briefly wrote for SNL and National Lampoon, but then did a lot of drugs in the 70s and 80s. 
which is, I think, why he's considered to be the embodiment of the 60s. Like I said, that's a fitting, fitting way to go. Burn hot and fizzle out. Speaking of burning hot, I, I love when ChatGPT apologizes to me. <laughs> this is a quote. I apologize for any confusion. However, Terry Southern is not featured on the cover of the iconic album Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. The cover of that album showcases and then just tells about it. Uh, this has happened before when I've asked yeah. them. And I correct them. I say, no correction. He is indeed on the cover. Why? I apologize for the incorrect information in my previous response. You are right. I love that <laughs> ChatGPT is like basically going through every source of information that it has available to it. And then one person says, no, I don't think so. And it's like, maybe you're right. ChatGPT is not very secure with its answers. Not at all. It's not written in stone for sure. The selection of, of individuals for the cover aimed to represent a wide range of cultural icons, including artists, musicians, writers, actors, and others who had made a significant impact on society. Terry Southern's inclusion highlights his contribution to the counterculture movement and his association with groundbreaking works of art and literature. Once again, I apologize for the previous misinformation and appreciate your correction. Now tell us who was responsible The responsibility for the inclusion of Terry Southern on the cover lies with the designers of the album cover, Peter Blake and Jan Hanworth, in collaboration with the Beatles. So just saying, all of them. All they were right, the so ones who curated the selected... They were the ones who curated and selected the various individuals to be featured in the collage, including Terry. All right, so yeah. now now it's not even like It's trying. avoiding the question. Yeah. But uh, cool dude, nonetheless. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Texan, American... Uh, so another American we got uh, Dion uh, Demucci, who also just goes by Dion, um, famous from Dion and the Belmonts. He was born on July eighteenth, nineteen thirty-nine, a day before me and a bunch of years. Actually, my dad's birthday. Um, in uh, uh, in America, like I said, he's a singer-songwriter. Uh, he had thirty-nine top forty hits in the fifties. That's significant. That's, uh, I mean, it's not all top ten at the same time like Taylor Swift, but Dion was a pretty big deal. Uh, he was like in the the American. They would only spin like five records in the fifties. That's true. They, that's that's <laughs> all they could make. But um, some songs of his, uh, like "Run Around Sue," I'm sure you've heard at least one of these. Uh, or "The Wanderer." I know that one. "Dream Lover," uh, "In the Still of the Night," uh, and he actually has my probably my, my favorite rendition of Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, Martin, and John. Song about you know Lincoln and Kennedy. Uh, he is, was inducted in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right here in Cleveland, not too far from. We should also give a plug to where we're at here, here at the Golden, Golden Ox, Ox Studios. Studios. Golden Ox right. Studios makes me feel like I'm in a body horror movie. Right in the heart. I feel of like it. this microphone's about to grow out of my crotch, and I'm just gonna keep feeding. It's gonna, feeding my crotch. It's going to grow arms and start s- massaging. Gonna sink and, then right veins, and then there's going to be veins all over everything so that you know it's all organic. It's right. It's quite comfortable. It might not sound comfortable, but it's, uh, it's no, a it feels delightful good. feeling. A uh, feeling that Dion um, has not felt. Um, but It'll it's not too late. <laughs> 
uh, to a Felthidus to know it. We got to also make a correction from our first season. We um, we said that the only people alive were Bob Dylan and Ringo and possibly Paul. Uh, Dion is still alive. He's alive and, and and very well. I think he's in his 80s or so. Well, he was born in 39. It's pretty much 40. So yeah, it's like 84. Very cool name for the 1950s. He was like a share or a Madonna, but like you didn't do that back then. Especially no. for the type of music he was doing, I would think that his name would be like Bobby or Charlie, and then his last name would be like super Irish, as they are, you know? Well, yeah, they had the, but he's just the names Dion. in front of it. Like there was like Little Richard and. It's like an androgynous name, too. Yeah. Dion. 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 Like, I wrote the Wanderer. Run around, Sue. What are some other songs that he wrote? Um, dream Lover. In the Still of the Night. I don't want to dream alone. In the Still of the Night. In the Still of the Night. I don't want to dream alone. Dion. I am Dion. <laughs> That's what that feels like. What, what would the Dion smell like? I'm, it's sounding like a cologne to me. Oh, it would sound like one of those rugged colognes that are like, that say that they're dirt, but they actually smell like mint. It's like mountain dirt. Yeah. Like top of the mountain dirt. Pure dirt. Yeah, musk. But it's got some spring water in there, too. <laughs> For good measure. Yeah. Because spring water still has minerals in it. So it's going to have some sort of an aroma doesn't only smell good, it makes you feel good. Right. So Just like our uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast Cologne. That's right. We called I forgot they Day. just released that. It <laughs> smells great. It's got hints of uh, rosemary, thyme, peppermint, and some kind of Nang Champa incense. It's, mm. it's complex. Mm. Kind of like the cover. Yeah, doesn't have a, as good as a commercial as Dion, who was 28 years old when this album came out, and uh, was kind of waning in popularity at the time, but definitely an influence for the four lads. I would guess Paul picked them because he is on the poppier side of of the spectrum. Yeah, poppier side of the street. Who do you think uh, between? This is an interesting one because I feel like Terry Southern and Dion were both pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What would what do you what do you think an interaction between the two of them would be like? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's ask ChatGPT. Yeah, let's have Mae West come in right at the middle of the conversation when they're having a good time. Terry, great to see you. How you've been? Dion, my man, I've been roaming the creative landscapes, exploring the depths of the human psyche, you know, the usual. How about you? Living life on the road, my friend, always seeking inspiration and new adventures. Speaking of which, I hear you've been cooking up some wild stories lately. Oh, absolutely, Dion. You know, man, you know me always 
diving into the absurdities of life and turning them into a library of gold. But enough about work. Let's have some fun tonight. Huh? What do you say? I'm all for that. Let's enjoy the evening. Oh, look who just walked in. Well, well, well. If it isn't my two favorite troublemakers, mind if I join the party? May, always a pleasure to have you around. Join us, the more the merrier. May, my dear, you bring a certain charm wherever you go. How about we raise a glass to the good times and unforgettable adventures? Darlings, I couldn't agree more. Now, let's talk about the finer things in life. You know, there's nothing quite like a captivating scent to make heads turn. Ah, yes, the power of fragrance. It can transport you to another world. Absolutely, Dion. It's like capturing a moment in time and bottling it up. And speaking of capturing attention, gentlemen, let's not forget the importance of cleanliness. A little body wash goes a long way, especially when you want to make an impression. May you always know how to bring a touch of elegance and wit to any conversation. Indeed, May. Personal grooming is an art, and a well-chosen fragrance and refreshing body wash can make all the difference. Well said, Terry. Now let's raise our glasses again and toast to the intoxicating scents that add that extra spark to life's adventures. Here's to the good times, the laughter, and the stories we create along the way. Cheers. Cheers, my friends. May our paths continue to intersect, and may our tales never cease to inspire and entertain. On to the next segment here. Um, who would we switch them out with? Hmm. We'll, talk, we'll start with Terry Southern. The screenwriter, the the Texan screenwriter, who wrote for Kubrick and you know, yeah, Terry Southern, um, yeah, he was an absurdist, right? He was sort of an absurdist. Uh, Tim Heidecker, I love Tim Heidecker. I feel like Tim Heidecker has that. Because if Terry Southern was known for being the quintessential, like, 60s sort of uh, counterculture, evocative um, sort of dude, that's what I think. And, you know, it would also be considered, like, Mm alt-comedy. If we're to think about it that way. Like Kaufman. But I don't know if Terry Southern wasn't strictly comedy, but neither is Tim Heidecker. This I think is, they both just have sort of an absurdist. He's mostly comedy, though, Heidecker. Yeah, maybe. But that that doesn't mean it can't Blending be into it. the surreal and the weird and the freaky, but that, that sort of, it's like a, an Ourobora, you know, because then it comes back around and the freakiness is what makes it funny. So I don't know. Well, who would you who would you put there? Um, going along those lines, I'd think of a guy. I can't think of his name. Hopefully you'll know him. Um, I think you should leave. Tim Robinson? Tim Robinson. He he's also all, just also does comedy, absurd. though. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's 
Not good. If we're going more let's serious, let's go with Tim. Let's go with Tim Robinson. I pro, or Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele goes uh, goes beyond comedy. Yeah, yeah, he's more versatile. I like Jordan Peele. Let's do Jordan Peele. Heck yeah, he was there. He did the lighting. For yeah, this, for the <laughs> for sure for the for the reshoot. Yeah, for the reshoot. Well, the first one was staged. You know the first. Uh, Sergeant Pepper Lonely Club, Lonely Heart, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band photograph was staged. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't. Yeah, the whole thing was staged. Those weren't even the real cardboard cutouts that they used. Those were duplicates Bootlegs. of the real cardboard cutouts. It was done on a Hollywood set. Um, but yeah, the reshoots. Jordan Peele, one hundred percent. And I think that he went out of his way to make sure that everything was uh, was authentic. Way out of his way. Who would you Who would you pick for if uh, if this cover came out today? Who would you pick for uh, Tony Curtis or not Tony Curtis um, for Dion? Yeah, for Dion. Dion. Um, well, I got to look at the cover here, and we shouldn't have to remind you to to, to slip your covers out of. Out of your drawers and shelves. So I want to locate him. Looks like he's right there next to the guy with the glasses on. The guy with the glasses, of course, is uh, Terry Southern. We're looking right between Lenny Bruce and um, Kraft Work, <laughs> Carl Hines. Yeah. Um, right below, below them, uh, black and white picture. Um, but then right below him, sort of to his right, of course, Dion with that, with that. $10,000 smile. Dion looks like Judy Jetson's crush on the Jetsons. He does. He looks like Jet Screamer. Definitely an inspiration there. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby. Oh, what were those songs? Those were so good. Ook, eep, 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 eep uh-uh. ork. No, not, that's not that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's like eep, ork, ah, ah, that means I love you. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, because Elroy was writing songs in code he was writing like messages in code to his like buddy or whatever and it was just supposed to be for them and then somehow it got mixed in with uh the song lyrics that judy was writing to like potentially have jet screamer sing her song it was this huge nationwide contest and then her song didn't get picked but elroy's coded message got picked because that's how bad they think uh, pop music is in the 60s. The writers of the Jetsons clearly despised pop music. Even into into the future, they did. <laughs> <laughs> the pop music never gets better. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go the pop route, and I'm going to say Justin Bieber. Sure. Um, yeah, that's... He just have that baby face too. Justin Bieber's got the Jet Screamer lyrics too. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else would you think? No, I think I think Justin Bieber's great because he exemplifies terrible uh, lyricism. <laughs> this has been Terry Southern and Dion. Dion. The Mucci. Next week, we got Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis is a favorite of mine. And Wallace Berman. 
Well, I didn't know about. I uh, didn't either. 